The old lady. Sam's got a geriatric. Dude, <laughs> dude, she, dude. For for old lady, what she was. What job, Brock. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Anime Summit podcast. I am Mac, and with me, I've got Nick the Fart Knocker Stoner. Yellow. And the amazingly wonderful song. I wonder how many times Sam has done that exact one. I probably I don't know. a lot. I'm guessing three. <laughs> probably three a times. lot. <clears throat> but it's okay. It's okay. So before we start tonight, um just wanna say because this episode will be coming out on Christmas Eve. I'm going to make sure of that. So to all of our listeners, Merry Christmas from us. Or Happy Hanukkah. Everyone. Or Kwanzaa or... No, no, or, guys. Or, fuck that PC shit. Or, Everybody celebrates Christmas, all right? Merry Christmas. <laughs> God damn it, Nick. Every person <laughs> in the world Slide celebrates Christmas. That's why we lose listeners. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you're going to fucking unpack that present under the tree and you're going to like it. <laughs> Sing uh, Silent Night. <laughs> oh my God. Man, no Christmas is complete without Die Hard, though. So before we I get just got to throw that out there. So Die Hard, greatest Christmas movie ever made. Greatest Christmas movie ever made is obviously Nightmare Before Christmas. The fucking No, movie. that's technically a Halloween movie. That's technically shut up. And you know, that's a funny way to say Home Alone. That's a funny way to say Home Alone. These are all pretty good. That is good. a funny yeah, way home to say alone, Home yeah. Alone. Actually, Home Alone is great. You know, just saying. Um, So later in the show, we're going to talk about another trade that happened. This time, it was me and Mac Attack. He traded me a show. I traded him a show. And it was great. He traded me Shinsekai or From the New World. And I traded him Martian successor Nadesco because I knew that he would love it, being a lover of sci-fi and porn. Watch him just fucking destroy it. <laughs> but first like off, I just want to ten. I just want to like just give a couple shout outs here. There's a couple reviews on iTunes. Uh uh this guy, this one's really short, so he said whoop, five stars, uh by Nalim or Nalim from USA. Uh, finally, all the other podcasts were dull as crap. They had no personality, dot, dot, dot. This one has an abundance of it and individuality, and the arguing is just freaking hilarious. It is hilarious. Thank <laughs> we you. We are hilarious. We are pretty funny, <laughs> I think. Let's pat um, ourselves on the back and stroke our wieners. Um, amazing podcast, five stars, from NYC2KY. Uh, so I found this podcast about a month and a half ago and loved it. I started with the first show and couldn't stop. They have a great group dynamic, and it's really interesting to hear all the viewpoints. Sam, your love for Martian Successor made me remember how much me and my brother loved that show growing up. Dude, I grew up watching it with my brother, too. And I am currently rewatching it. Keep up the great work. If you all get the chance, would love to hear your rankings on different Gundam shows. That Sam, is actually what great. If, what if that guy is your brother? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know, ever since that <laughs> review Inception. got... Inception. Inception, man. Ever since oh that review got posted... God. Ever since that review got posted, Quokka has done... Or Nick has done nothing but, like, try to demean it because he's just jealous. 
that. No, I didn't. I just said we shouldn't read everything, like all these reviews and jerk off for 20 minutes. We're, it's not going to take, it's not gonna take no. 20 minutes. Anyways. No, we're partway there. So I got to read this one <laughs> because I got to. Anyways, the title of it is Fantastic um, by Clonod Greater Than Your Lion April. Yes, I love you, by the way. That's awesome. And they say, I mean, the Weepcast is good to listen to every three months when you want to know which shows in the season are good, but these guys are seriously entertaining. Any other anime podcast just lulls me to sleep. Every member of Anime Summit, with their own distinct personalities and traits, mesh together for an enjoyable and entertaining podcast for one hour every week. Keep it up, guys. You are all great. P.S. Hey, Mac, it's awesome to hear a fellow Euphonium player in this podcast. Fuck yes. Euphonium is the best brass instrument of all time. Euphonium is of all time. a great instrument. Of all time. Time to have a glory play, Mac. Bring it out. I, I don't... That should be our new uh, intro <laughs> song, just Mac playing the Euphonium, <laughs> freestyling it. He's mm, <laughs> playing, maybe. like, Cruel Angel's Thesis or something. And just I'm just going to read... I'm just going to read the last one since we read all... All of them, pretty much. Uh, five stars. Great podcast. Highly recommend by The Cake One from the UK. This podcast is great. I've been going through their backlog, and I've really been loving it. I can't stop pronouncing HBK Euphonium as High Bike Euphonium now. Sam is really cool and gives a really interesting insight to the things they talk about. I am loving the podcast so far. I hope they keep making more. Listen. Don't listen to Nick, okay? The reason we read these on the show is because we wouldn't keep doing it if it weren't for these, so you got that right, and it's, I mean, it, it's it's awesome that you leave us reviews. That's 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 fantastic. That tells us, hey, you're doing something right, or hey, you're a fucking moron, or hey, I disagree with Sam. I think he needs to watch more One Piece or something. I don't fucking know. Even when you just leave a YouTube comment, I love reading those. So uh, I always forget the, to check those. I know, me too. And then it comes up on my like little Google thing, but it comes up super late. It comes up like a day. I just later. assume they all say Nick is the best, and then that's it. You know, there's actually a couple of them that do say Nick is the best. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. two people. <laughs> <laughs> no, more than a couple. There's a couple. No, like, no it's fine. <laughs> there's a bunch. I think there was one that even said Nick is underrated, or oh. whatever. Yeah. Oh man, underrated Nick, based Nick. Yep, but, this is true. What a guy! What a guy so, that Nick. News for this week. Um, well, um, I mean, I could say <laughs> that Kimi no Nawa is the <laughs> highest grossing God. Japanese film in all of China. Yeah, that's not news. <laughs> yes, it is. Here we go. All right, Mac, call me when it cures cancer. You mad? Until then, you I don't mad? fucking care. You mad? <laughs> you fucking mad. You mad? I got some real news, Mac. Uh, Cabinary of the Iron Fortress, Season 2, Greenlit, 2018. Prepare yourself for Attack for on Trains. Snowpiercer plus Walking Dead. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So watch it, man. If you haven't seen Cabinary, watch the first seven episodes and then kind of pretend the last few didn't happen. But it's a great show. It's a great show. <laughs> it's a great Attack show. on Trains. Attack first seven episodes trains. of that show yeah. were legitimately really fucking good. But... Once the once Biba came in, it was just like, oh, get out of there, Chabonary. Yeah, Chabonary of the Ch- Iron Chabonary, Charcuterie of the Iron Fortress. <laughs> Dude, you ever? Okay, you know what? I want to go to like a real charcuterie and eat cheese all day. 
I didn't even know that was a word. It's a real word, Honestly. charcuterie. Charcuterie. Charcuteries. Sounds Wait. like you're pulling a fast one on me, Sam. <laughs> I don't I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is. Anyway, we should move on. Who's the best girl? Um of the week. Eureka. Waifu of the week. Eureka. Eureka Mitsumara is best girl. All right. Well, what about mm. Ruri, Sam? Wait, Quoka's not here. Yeah, Quoka's not here. <laughs> Yo, someone tell Quoka to, to go to that Pokemon and get that burn heal, son. <laughs> I mean, if Quoka had been watching along with us, he would have got real excited when Ruri was in her little uh, swimsuit and it showed off her um, her tight stomach. Just saying. Just saying. Tight stomach. Her nubile young form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my freaking God, dude. <laughs> I love that Would word. Would you just look at those twin tails? I tell you what. Would you just look at it? Would you just look at Don't it? Don't talk. Twin tails are legit, though. I mean, on adults, of course. But, you know, just got to put that out there. So, yeah, Eureka. So, um, thanks for joining us, Eureka. Eureka? <laughs> I don't Man, it's like. Yeah, it's not Eureka. It's, it's Eureka, right? Some Eureka. People say, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Eureka. Yeah. yeah. Eureka Mitsumaru. Um, I think. How do you want to do that? I think we should talk about Nadesco first, just because I feel like I have more to say about... Well, plus she's uh, she's from Nadesco. So. Plus, Yurika. Great segue. <laughs> segue. And Nick Speaking of Yurika, Shinsukai Yori. Speaking of Sam's cat, Smokey, Hamtaro. Anyways. So speaking of Hamtaro, Ebichu. Ebichu, yeah. Ebichu, yeah. <laughs> Anyway. So back to best girl now that we got moderately derailed. Why is Eureka the best girl, Sam? Let me tell you why, you dick. Listen, I felt really bad about trading Nick probably the worst piece of garbage. You fucking should feel bad. Although on the plus side, Sam, that did help me recalibrate a few scores. I was like, well, this is worse than that. Re-zero is now a 4 out of 10. I traded Nick the probably the one thing... Like, I traded him Boogie Pop Phantom. Y'all seen the episode, okay? It's and I was there. excited for it because I got it confused with Phantom Requiem for a Phantom, which I've heard about. That's I'm a like, good oh, show. Phantom, I've heard. Phantom, yeah. And it was like, no, it was not good. It was it was barfy. It was really bad. A little, um, little barfy? As they would say on the Fantasy Footballers podcast, it was a barfy anime. It was a barfy. It was a little barfy. Um, it, I felt really bad because it was like a standalone. It doesn't stand alone. You have to know everything else about it. And... Just doesn't get it. It's really bad. Any, anyways, so when I come back around to Nick, you know, I'll give him something better, obviously. But so I wanted to give Mac this show, not only because I wanted to redeem my trade habits, but I also wanted to give it to him because Mac is a big Trekkie and just a big sci-fi fan in general. And I knew that he would would love this show just because it really is just... Aside from the fact that it's it's got a, a pretty nice story and great characters, um, and a, a juxtaposition of different genres, blender genres, um, he would really like it because there's it's a big uh, homage to um, like big robot anime, you know, old school big robot anime like Get a Robo and Mazinger, and um, it's even got some Star Trek things in there. And Which I immediately caught whenever I saw them, and then did a minor little fanboy thing in the Discord about it. Yeah, 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 and I and just uh, just um sci-fi, great sci-fi shows like that in general. You know where there's a ship, it's going through space. They're on a mission, 
and whatever. Although Star Trek's mission is, you know, much bigger than, you know, because this is also kind of a war drama. So, um, but anyway, uh, Martian successor Nadesco is by Studio Zebek. Zebek is currently doing Keijo Big Butts and I Cannot Lie. You Great. are the brothers of all can't time. deny. Yeah, Did they dude. do Hibernate Renme? I don't remember. I don't remember. No, yeah. Uh, I thought that. No, I don't think so. Did Let's they? find out. I don't know. Yeah, you find out. Anyways, <laughs> um, it was directed by Tatsuo Sato. Nope, that was Radix. There was an X in there. That's why I got confused. Okay. Oh, that's why he got Move confused. Studio Radix. <laughs> Damn it, Tatsuo Sato, he's done uh, Azumanga Dayo. He's done the storyboard for Azumanga Dayo. He's directed Cat Soup, which is an OVA. Uh, he was the chief director for LaGrange, The Flower of Rin. Rin. Um, he also was the director and scriptwriter for the Nadesco movie, series director for the TV series of Ninja Scroll. He's got a huge catalog. Um, and the original character design concepts were by Kia Asamiya, who's done uh, the very like old school popular Silent Mobius. They got them big noses. Yeah, that's that's Kia Asamiya. That's him. Um, later, Kia Asamiya did a manga on Nadesco, but it's vastly different. It's more serious. It's 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 super different. Um, I actually have some of the comic books, um, which is I've read, and they're just weird. Anyways, Martian successor Nadesco is about a ship called the Nadesco that was made by the industrial company Nergal Heavy Industries, and Nergal Heavy Industries was hired by the United Earth and Associated Forces to build these ships for them to go to war against the Jovians, um, which are from Jupiter. And um, and soon they take over Mars, and that's where the main character, the two main characters, Akito Tenkawa and Yurika Misumaru, are from Mars. They're Martians. And um, some shit happens, uh, whatever. They're childhood friends. But basically, uh, Akito is a cook. He's just a regular dude. Um, something happens where the Jovians invade Mars and the little like uh, bunker that him and a bunch of civilians are hiding in get attacked and he somehow randomly teleports to Earth and nobody knows how. And um, I'm trying to like not spoil it. But anyway, they're, they they point that out in the show later, how that is, um, of how he randomly transported to Earth right as he was going to get attacked by a Jovian. Uh, he randomly transports to Earth. And he tries to be a cook on Earth, and then he gets fired from his cooking job because he's got PTSD from the whole thing that had the invasion on Mars. And he somehow runs into Eureka Misumaru, and he ends up on the ship, the Nadesco, because Eureka Misumaru happens to be the captain. Even though she's just a super ditzy chick, she's so she's like happy go lucky, super ditzy. She scored high, the highest score in all of like the captain's tests, and that's why they chose her to be the captain. And her father is like an admiral for the United Earth Forces and all this other shit. So basically, the plan for the Nadesco is to take a mission to Mars and do some recon shit, okay? And there's big robots to fight off Jovians, although the Nadesco is equipped with all its own weapons. Um... They have these other robots called Estevales that Akito accidentally gets into one of them because he's retrieving a toy from 
from one of the pilots that was in the machine, whatever. But so the reason I gave this to Mac is because he's a big sci-fi lover. Um, he would have got all the the references, which he did. Um, there's there's references to Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, uh, Geki Ganger is the show within Nadesco that the main character watches. It that's supposed to be a big homage to you know Go Nagai and Kenny Shikawa's Getter Robo. Uh, there's a lot of nods to Captain Harlock from Galaxy Express and things like that. And I knew Mac would get those. I even knew Nick would get some of them too. Um, yeah, have you guys seen uh, Yamato at all? Because that's the only one of those I've seen. I have seen some of it when I was younger. I have not. There's, there's the new version of it. The new version is way really? better. Really? I've watched I've watched bits of both. and like, Or I finished the new version, the one from a few years back. It's like an OVA series. It's, it's like 10 times yeah. better. So, and, and Nick also... Plus, the chicks are really fucking hot. So. And, and Nick also watched uh, Nadesco 2 along with us. And um, there's even nods to just anime in general, other than the fact that there's uh, the fake Geki Ganger show in it. Um, there's, you know, one of the the communication... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does, yeah. Um, one of the communications officers on the Nadesco, Megumi Hayashibara, is a voice actress. And they hire her because she has great communication skills, obviously. But anyway, uh, I think everyone pretty much knows, all of our listeners know how I felt about this show. I grew up watching it. I have all the tapes. Um, that that fandom goes all the way to the comics done by Kia Samia. I have um, I have an Estevalis model that I couldn't put together because it didn't come with the instructions. I have um, all of the Crusade trading card game. I have the newest Nadesco set, which just came out, which is basically a set that's centered around Ruri, who's the... Uh, computer uh, per she basically controls the Nadesco and the computer in it. Um, I I bought all that. I'm I love Nadesco. In it's, Star Trek terms, she would be called ops. Yeah, she's they they call Ship her the operations. Cybernetic fairy. Yeah. Um. So Mac, I throw it to you, bro. What did you think of the show I gave you? Not gonna lie. Um, I really enjoyed this show. To be honest, I really really did. It was. It was a fantastic, fun watch, and you're right. It, it's got a ton of little nods and references. It, it it breaks the fourth wall so much. It just it feels really happy-go-lucky most of the time. Um, two Star Trek references in it that made me fanboy, and I was like, oh, this is what that is, and that's what that's from, blah, 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 and I went on the spiel on it, and they told me to shut the fuck up because I'm a damn Trekkie. But anyways, um, <clears throat> I thought that overall the show itself... It almost had this issue with it didn't take itself seriously enough, but it did. In the sense right. that, in yeah, the sense I hear you that there. it had a shit ton of comedy in it, but it also had this underlying serious plot to it. And I shudder to think how great it would have been if it would have just been a gritty kind of war drama and they cut out like. 80% of the comedy but that being said it didn't really affect my overall opinion of it because the comedy and the character interactions and the character dynamics are just so damn good in this show that the comedy works it's not it's not forced it's it doesn't feel out of place yeah I think of it hmm? I think it's like primarily a comedy more than more it, than it a definitely show. is there is more comedy than there is it's way there more is, comedy than, than serious. It still has 
that very serious underlying theme to it and what's going on. And, um, I mean, overall, I gave I gave the show a very, very good score, and I really enjoyed it, and I'd probably watch it again. And um, probably the thing that hurt it the most, though, was the way that the show ended. Because mm-hmm. here they go, steaming along, you know, all the shit's happening, shit's blowing up, shit's getting destroyed, people dying left, right, up, down the middle. You know, secrets are revealed. You know how Akito randomly transported. Exactly. You know all, 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 everything, everything is falling into place. All the questions are being answered, and then it just rushes into the ending headfirst. It was, mm-hmm. it was almost like they got so caught up in weaving this excellent story that they never thought to look into how they wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, apparently there's more story, but the creator doesn't want to make more. Yeah. And I think that's a shame, too, because it it really was a pretty great show. It really was. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I got to say... Uh, Eureka, I didn't care for at first, but she kind of grew on me. Originally, I was a I was a Megumi guy. I was not a Ruri guy because I'm not Quoka. Um, <laughs> Dude, I'm all about that Haruka, man. <laughs> She's hot. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, I just go for the hottest female character, regardless of but, anything else. You know, even though, even though it was probably more comedy than it ever was action, whenever the show does decide to get serious and shit really hits the fan for that moment of two moment or two it is pretty effective at doing that and portraying that it's it's kind of one of those shows that i really wish would have just decided if it wanted to be a comedy or this action war drama show mm. it's one of those i mean yeah I mean, it would be a shame, though. I almost think of the drama as more it would, comedy. It would be a shame, though, because I, I'm kind of torn here because the characters work so well in that comedic setup. It's yeah. It was a it was a it was a nice overall package, but then when you break it down, it's kind of hard to like. How do you watch it? You know what I mean? Like exactly. It's it's it kind of falls into this weird gray area but i have no problem with that i like things falling into gray areas that's fine you know mm-hmm. nothing has to be 100 percent this way or 100 percent that way that doesn't have to be like that mm-hmm. overall though thank you for giving me this show to watch i thoroughly enjoyed every minute of it i just wish that they had ended it better i agree um the ending basically just um it, you know the yeah, the climax happens, and then they explain what happens after, and the outcome, and then that's it. You know what I mean? It kind of just doesn't. Show yeah, you. and it was there was just, it was just kind of like conflict, 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 big conflict resolution, and that was it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was just. <sighs> now a couple of things that I just want to touch on before Mac gives his like score. Um. I thought the mechanical design is really cool. I really love the design of the Estevalis and the Nadesco and the the the, the Nergal Cosmos. You know, I'm just cool saying ship. I'm just saying if the Nadesco had a tailpipe, I might stick my penis in it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I might stick my my PB in there. I might. Um the the uh the mechanical design um was done by four different people, but the guy who helmed it was uh uh Ray Nakahara and he did um Mobile Suit Gundam F ninety. Um he did uh Origin, Spirits of the Past, he did the art design for that movie. He did Tekaman Blade, the mechanical design for Tekaman Blade. Um, that's a classic. Uh, Brigadoon, he did the mechanical design, uh, and Blue Seed, and Better Man, and, uh, LaGrange, and all that stuff. So he's, he's, he's done, and Mazinger Edition Z, which is, like, a newer, um, Mazinger show. He did the mechanical design for that. I really like it. Um, I will say this, just really quick. There is, um, I, I, my score on it's pretty high. I gave it a, it's kind of biased for me, because I grew up watching it, and I loved it. I always loved it. Um, but I will say I can't agree with everything Max said because the ending did kind of screw it. Um, there, there is a movie that takes place um, called uh, Nadesco: The Motion Picture: The Prince of Darkness. Um, you know, it it doesn't really give any more closure, and it takes a little bit more of a serious tone. Um, it gives a new story about this terrorist group called the Martian Successors, and basically the Martian successors want to continue the the work of uh, the original ideals of the Jovians um, and all this stuff. And basically, they want to harness the power of of uh, what made Aikido transport, which I don't want to say because that's a big part of it. But um, they harness this power by experimenting on him and Eureka because they're both Martians. Um, and Aikido loses his sense of taste which is very shitty as he's a chef um, and he becomes this kind of hardened uh, asshole in the, in the movie. Uh, it's really crazy. Um, I think it's just a cool movie if you want a little more, but basically it's just fan service. It's just people who wanted more. So they made it, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, apparently it had, it had some tie in to a video, uh, game. two video games. Yeah. Some two, sort of video games yeah. anyway. um, that were both by on Sega Saturn and Dreamcast respectively. Which is the blank of three years and the mission, uh, even even when playing the mission, which takes place after the movie, you're still left hanging. So it's um, I, I would just avoid those and just watch the show. Uh, that being said, Mac, what is your final score on the Nabisco scale? Well, my final score uh, on the Nadesco scale. Nabisco, Nadesco, whatever uh, scale. That's where the joke comes from. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> we did we it. We did it, guys. We did it. Um, It's probably in the Teddy Graham area, to be honest. It's yeah, love Teddy probably Graham. in the Teddy Graham area. I have to area. pull up the Nabisco scale again. I forgot. One does not simply forget where is the, Teddy the Nabisco Graham? scale. It's in the upper, it's in the upper it quartile. Is. It <laughs> is. Quartile. <laughs> and I would... I would Indeed. recommend that. Glasses I would pushed. recommend Indeed. that show to anybody. To be honest, it's it's such a fun watch. Just watch it. You, you're doing great. yourself a service by watching it. There's little moments in it too that are just really cool. There's one little moment in it where um, the the head chef of the ship is talking to Akito about the soldier who's dying, and it just hits you so hard. It's it's really good. I really like it. Um, and there's a lot of cute moments and funny moments. I don't know. It's just great. It's a nice so, little package. So what Sam is saying is he gives it a Evangelion on the Nabisco scale. 
Yeah, Sam gives it an Oreo, and then Evangelion is actually a Triscuit. Nah, dude. I don't, so Nick gives me shit because he thinks that. I still don't think that Sam likes Evangelion as much as he likes Nadesco. Just admit it, Sam. Admit that you like it more. And there's nothing. It's apples wrong with and that. oranges. I don't know, man. Evangelion exists. Oh my god! Just admit <laughs> it. No, nah, Evangelion has its. Even Evangelion closet. has its own list. Do you hear the reverence in your voice when you're talking about Nadesco, Sam? It's like not even close to any other show. I actually remember like motion successor. I, I actually remember talking about you're like crying. <laughs> I actually remember talking about my movie theater experience going to see the rebuild movies. Yeah, I know. And I, know, I was getting pretty emotional then too. I still get emotional talking about those movies, which you still haven't seen yet. That could have been an act, which though. you I still don't haven't know. seen because you refuse to watch them because you're a bitch. Watch yeah. what the rebuilds. I'll watch them once the fucking. 4. Why are you talking about even? It's not about even Move on. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> anyways, Nick sniffs butts. I give it a Nilla wafer out of. Oh wait, God, th- th- these tiers are fucked up. We need to redo this scale. I'm gonna give it a little below a Teddy Graham. I'll give it a Wheat Thin. Wheat Thins are great. Cause here's the thing. I liked it. It was pretty good. Not gonna lie. I watched it all on my phone, so it's in a tiny screen. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was wacky. The only things that I didn't, that, that kind of brought it down a little bit for me was like the lack of the in show soundtrack. There wasn't really much soundtrack in the show. There's a good OP. That was a really good OP, but like that was about it for me. And then also it, it moved a little too quickly is like scene to scene to scene, character to character. Know, that's, that's one thing I love. It was a little it. bit. And I know it's a comedy, so it works for that to some extent. But still, I like it. I would like it if it was a little bit more deliberate with that, with the directing style. And then uh, one minor thing is like when they, whenever they got into the battles, it was not. They, they didn't animate them uh, very. There wasn't a, like a lot of cool fighting like you'd see in Sunrise Gundam shows and stuff with like crazy soccer gun, you know, machine parts. Or like in Eureka Seven, it was more just wacky. And, eh? Yeah, yeah. Which is bones. 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 Anyway. Bones. Bones. He knew that the bones were broken. <laughs> I'd probably like it a little more on a rewatch. But yeah, it, it was pretty good. It was worth watching. I would say in another world, I'd probably hate it. And then... Uh, Speaking of another, I was another sitting world... Here fucking sipping my tea, <laughs> and then I'm like, shit, 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 I gotta swallow this. And then motherfucker comes in and takes my Segway. Really? Really? Take the Segway. And, and on that bombshell, it's time to talk about Shin Sakai Yori, a.k.a. from the New World. Take it away, Mac. Cue the duck oboe sound. Cue, cue <laughs> the Obi-Wan Kenobi oboes. So, <laughs> Nick, that's beautiful. That's my Nick, shitty oboe. That's beautiful. I just want you to know. We got our, we got our <laughs> intro now. I teared up a little bit. I hope that's not the intro. Shin Sakai Yori from the New World. A uh, little bit of background as far as production and stuff goes on this one. Um, it was produced by A1 Pictures in 2012. And funny thing about that is that another show was produced by A1 Pictures the in 2012. Goat. The greatest anime of all time with a certain... Martian successor Nadesco. <laughs> with a yeah, certain like swordsman years. that wears no, black and they're trapped in a virtual reality and it rhymes with 
sword fart online. <laughs> Never do math on a podcast, Mac, fellas. Mac. I, that was 16 years, not eight years. Hey, Mac, what'd you learn? <laughs> I'm like, it was eight years after. <laughs> That'd be 2004. <laughs> Jeez. Mac, where'd you learn that joke? The school of performing farts. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Got Same. Him. So Shinzakai Yori, the premise to this story is, well, if you read the synopsis, uh, the synopsis kind of works, but I'll paraphrase and make my own synopsis on this one. So Shinzakai Yori as a whole starts out pretty damn slow in the first Five episodes, I think it was. Five or six episodes. I would even say just even the first four, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm we're, I'm running off of memory from over a year ago. So, gotcha. Basically, Shinzakai Yori, ask yourself this. Do you like dystopias? Whenever you were in school and you had to read George Orwell's 1984... Did you become slightly aroused at the idea of being ruled by the government? If you did, well then I've got news for you. Shinsekai Yori is the anime for you. So For real. For real. So you you start out at the beginning of this, uh you got this this one scene at the very beginning and you're like, What in the hell is going on here? And then you skip to these kids playing on a hill, it's getting dark. And the whole first episode kind of feels really weird, almost really distant. It's unsettling and dreamlike, yes, sort of. Very, very unsettling. And um, they go through this, and you find out um, you find out relatively quickly that these people can use psychic abilities. They they ha- they're like espers. It's like a, it's called cantus. Yeah, they're called cantus. And that's what they're, lets they're them, all mob psychos. <laughs> yeah, that's what gives they're them. All mob it's what gives them the ability to do psychic shit and cool shit oh and fight God. shit. Then you know, yeah, that kind of particularly stuff. PK or psychokinesis. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. that's what PK fire means. Holy shit! Are you fucking for real, Nick? <laughs> I just realized that. Ness from Meanwhile, uh, Nick's Smash mind from gets Earthbound. Bound. What is it? Earthbound? No, he's from <laughs> Super Smash Brothers. Sam, let's not mince oh fucking video games here. Oh my right? God. Okay, go ahead. Now. <laughs> PK Fire. So PK Fresh. As far as the cast of this show goes, you start out with uh, with your four uh, your four main cast members. You got Saki, Satoru, Shun, and Maria. Right, little kids. They're going through school, but well, Mamoru something. Too. Yeah, Mamoru too. Yeah, yeah, I Mamoru Hosoda, dude. <laughs> Don't forget about him. Don't forget about so, Mamoru. So put a little respect on him. Or respect on his name. A little respect. So, anyways, um, they're going through school. You know, they're 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 practicing their PK powers, and Cantus, and all this other shit. PK fire. And as kids do, they they get a little curious about things, and they find out more and more shit about what the world is that they're living in. And the show itself encompasses probably. I'd say it probably takes place in a time frame of what ten or fifteen years, you think, somewhere in that area. Well, plus a thousand, because they're way in the future. I'm gonna spoiler. have to believe like that, you motherfucker. That's, that's not a spoiler. I, that happens in the first episode. <laughs> they explain it in the first episode. Do they? Yeah, well, it's they like the first. They, they say like one thousand years later. Oh, 
it, it's kind of weird. Oh wait, are we doing are we doing no spoilers though? By the way, I was gonna say maybe we should do spoilers on this one because it's really hard not to. Yeah, but I'm 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 having to dance around a lot on what I said. But say. maybe we could just say like first part no spoilers, second part. It's a great show. It's a dystopian society. It's gonna fuck with your mind. And it's got supernatural elements to it, and you really, 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 really should watch it. It agreed. I and so Mac traded this to me because you know I obviously this was one of the other shows that he kind of went on about, kind of like how I went on about Nadesco. And um, I think after I traded that to him, he was kind of like, "Okay, hold on, like let me go through my shit, right?" And then he traded me this one because he was like. This is also one I go on about, so I'm going to trade it to you. Um, it, it is a little slow at the beginning, but, I, you know, like, whatever. But basically... They're world building. They're, yeah. They're yeah. expositioning. They got to do I, it. You know, I, I got, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, at, that, that first scene happens where it's, like, in, in Tokyo, right? It's, like, very brief. And there's cars and shit and whatever. And then, for some reason, I thought it went back to the feudal era because I, I must have not been paying attention. Because I mean, it kind of did. It went no. It went into the future, but like in the future, they don't have all those cities and stuff. No, that's what I. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's explained later in the show why they don't have big cities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, and I wasn't paying attention, obviously, because then later when they revealed that um, the development and the evolution of people who could use psychokinesis or cantus um, started this big societal breakdown of the world. Um. I'm cringing right now with what you're yeah. saying. The, yeah. <laughs> the world was rebuilt as such. And so these kids are going to school to curve their PK. And, you know, uh, there's all these rules. They call it Cantus, by the way. Cantus, <laughs> no, yeah. They have Sorry. to, they have to curve their the player killing. They have to curve. They have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have to clear, curve their Cantus. They, they're, they're, they're raised a specific way. And these teachers at these schools are there to instill these values and rules on them as they grow into adults. Um, then you kind of, and this is the great part about it, okay? At the beginning of the show, there's six of these kids in this group of friends. And without missing a beat, and with, with it, they very, very, very sly, like, very slick, they took one of those characters out. And I didn't even think about. It. I wasn't even thinking about it until five. No, that was episode one. Yeah, there was like, there was like, it was episode three. They so was... lost one in episode one. <laughs> right, but then it's okay. Whatever. I just watched it, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um. Until like ten episodes later, when they bring it up again, they're like, "Wasn't there six of us?" So, anyways, very very slick. Like, she was gone, and I didn't even think about it. They did very a very good job of. Doing it so quickly that you didn't even think about it. And like Nick said, you know, they do it so early on that it's just like, I, I it was weird. It was weird All to right, me. All right, so, then, so then real, five of them. real quickly here, what do you score this show as? I scored it at like eight, eight out of ten. I, I, I give it like an eight and a half because. Wait, are we already done talking about the no, show? No, we're not. We're getting the scores out okay. of the way so I can fucking lift the spoiler ban. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. yeah, yeah. So oh, we're not doing spoilers now? Okay, yeah, I'll give my score. Yeah, I gave it, uh, I also gave it an eight, but my score is, like, much harsher than Sam's, so take that for what you want. I don't know. It was good. I think it's, uh, I think Shinsuke Yori is one of the best shows this side of 2010. 
I think um, I'm going to hit the spoiler button now. Beep. Anyways, here we go. So if you heard that beep, get out of here. Leave the room and come back with your pants off, please. So the thing is, is it's, this show is so scary to watch because it is only in episode four when they run into this creature who actually turns out to be a library of information. Yeah, and the false Minishiro. Yep, the false Minishiro. And it's this creature starts revealing all this info to them like, this is what happened when, pe- when people started discovering Cantus. This is why you are the way you are now. This is why you go to school for this reason and all this shit. And then a monk, like an adult, a monk finds him and is like, uh, no. So he kills the false Minishiro and all this stuff. And it turns out that if you harm another person with your Cantus, this thing called death feedback happens in your body where your liver fails, your kidney fails, and you die. And um, they started they started messing with the DNA and the evolution of Cantus users way back in the day to instill that in Cantus users' bodies. Well, early on with this, there was three distinct groups of people. There yeah. was, you know, as you know, there was the people who could use Cantus, the people who couldn't use Cantus, and there was the people... Who were smart as fuck, pretty much. The they scientists was, is what they yes, call them. They were the smart as fuck people. So <laughs> that's also what we call them. <laughs> exactly. The smart as fuck people. Scientists. So the one thing that I really enjoyed about this show is that how they just trickle down enough information to you as you're watching this before you get the big reveal. As in, you know, where in the hell the 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 rat people come from, the queer rats. Where in the hell yep. they come from. And that just makes the ending so much more potent in this. But literally everything about this show is is so fucking dark. And it's it's so refreshing it's actually, because Well, I wouldn't say all dark. A like, lot of it there's is not really there's not really any comedy in it at all. Like yeah, there's no No, there's not comedy, but it's it, it's serious, but it's not dark. Like or some parts of it are dark, but like the the there's whole overarching the the story of it is pretty damn. There's dark. light at the end of the tunnel in the story. There's like there's hope in the story. Oh, it well, is dystopian. But well, yeah, because of the main characters. But I mean, this isn't technolized, man. <laughs> no, technolized, that's, fuck that's me up, like fam. All dark. Fuck but, me up, fam. Technolized. Exactly, but you know, with all of that being said, there is literally no other show like this one. None. And well, none none exactly like it. Yeah, it it's it's fairly. Unique. I in, think in anime. sort of. I mean, it's I, yeah. I think the way they told the story was great too, because the first part of it, the kids are 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 uh, twelve. The next part of it, they're fourteen. Yeah, they and get then, time skips. Yeah, they grow up. Yeah, it, and it, it it's def- not a coming of age story though. Don't get that confused. Definitely not like a coming of age story. Okay, it's not what it's about. In yeah. twenty five episodes, though, it, it is able to put these three different times. And show the evolution of the society and how everything breaks down. There's even a point where where all that stuff that the false Minashiro has told them starts happening to one of them, uh, Shun in particular. And they cast him out to go and like die by himself. And it's this crazy shit. And two of them end up running away because they're like, fuck the rules. We're not going to live in this society. Yeah, the red-haired girl. Yeah, Maria. And Maria the hot and girl. The Mamaru. Yeah. Yeah. She's the best girl because she's the hottest. Um, you know what? <laughs> That's how these things work. She is the hottest. 
Um, actually, I actually thought the old lady, the head of the the one committee, the old lady. Sam's got a geriatric. Dude, dude, she, dude. For for old lady, you want she a was denture job, bruh. For hey, our old lady, you want to live forever? Hot. You just gotta just gotta use your powers to, to come out. Sure and eat some prune juice. Come on now, Tomiko Sama. That's her name. Uh, whatever. She was hot. She's a grandma. I like to Facebook. She's a gilf. Um, so like the, she's like the head of the board of education or some shit. Anyway, as, as everything is unraveling, okay. The one what was going through my mind when I was watching it and I'm figuring out the, these, these reveals are coming at enough. They're sprinkled out throughout the whole anime just enough to keep you grasping at straws. You're just like, fuck. Like, yeah, it's a thriller. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And I was tripping, yo. And shit was like. But the, the 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 thing I'm trying to get at here is okay. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, here it goes. Here's here it is. That shit is that's like real life. Okay, like the breakdown of society because of something so massive and just um destructful to our society is destructful a word. So something so destructive. Destructive. Something so destructive. Sorry. Yeah. Think, destructful. Use your Trisha, words. Fucking Trisha in the background. She's like destructive. I'm, shut up, woman. So like. <laughs> Well, um, we got we got our one mispronounced word per podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pat labor. Um, so freaking facade, facade, choreography. Shut up. So like <laughs> choreography. I'm trying to be serious. Be serious. Okay. So here's the thing. Pat labor. Pat labor. <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. Okay. So pat labor. So freaking, as things are unraveling and these 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 government rules are coming in, they're figuring out more shit. And Saki is like, she stays. It, it's weird because, and they even mention it in the show too. Maria mentions it to her. She's like, "I'm running away, but you're staying and enduring all this. Like you're staying to keep figuring out more stuff and try and figure out the truth. You know what I mean?" And the main character Saki is like, she's like, no, I'm not strong at all. And she's like, you are though, because you're literally staying within these walls to try and figure out all this shit, you know? And there's all these weird creatures and, and things like that. And the queer rats, you know, the queer rats live outside of the, the, the barrier that they made. And they're like these weird mole people. And it's just like, yeah, they're like, well, the queer rats are, basically slaves to the humans and the humans use them to kill other humans they're, so they don't trigger their death they're feedback. What, they're what happens whenever you're neither smart nor a Cantus user. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, like what Nick said too, like that's the whole idea, like when they casted Shun out for him having a, a weird uh, break in his Cantus like, powers... Yeah, because he was too strong, and it would like it would he just couldn't control it, and it would like overflow and just destroy a bunch of shit. Yeah, destroy everything. Yeah, yeah. But so he was, was like he's like he was he a Carmen demon or a fiend. Yeah, a yeah. Carmen demon, I think. Yeah, fiend is like the one where they actively try to like kill everyone. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was a Karma demon, which which there's a fiend later in the series. Yes, which was created by the queer rats. Yes, and Squealer, the best character. Yeah, Squealer. We did a we did a really bad job like telling what the queer rats are and like what's the basic. We, yeah, we did. We did kind of. So like, pretty much, the kids learn about 
uh, like how their origins and the humans and Cantus and all that from Minishiro. And then they meet the Queer Rats, they meet Squealer, and he, you know, he like talks with, uh, uh, what's her name? What's her name? Saki and the rest of them. And they, they escape back to their, <clears throat> back to their village. And then Shu be- or Shun becomes like a, a fiend or, or a karma demon. So he has to go off. And then Saki and them, Saki finds him and then she like learns more of the truth. And then, uh, Maria and the Mamaru. kid Mamaru run away at some point. And there's like this, like then there's like and then at that point like time passes right and then there's like a little bit of a time skip and the queer rats eventually attack the humans. They revolt, but yeah. kind of. But how they do kind it of like a final arc and and how they do it though is so fucking crazy. It is. It, it is really great. is. Yeah, it's like guerrilla warfare type stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, they 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 create a fiend. Because whenever yeah whenever. Uh, Sam was talking about the um. Oh, what was that called, Sam? The uh, where if you die, if you hurt another person, the death feedback. Death feedback. Yeah, yes, feedback. that's what it's called. The whole thing with the death feedback is that it relies entirely on how you view people, and the really cool thing about Shinsukayori is that the humans do not view the queer rats as people, even though. They are. They're humans themselves. They've just been altered. So whenever Maria and Mamaru run away, well, you know, it gets a little frisky. They have a kid. Queer rats find out, kill both of them, take the kid, raise it, turn it into a monster, and then sends it off to kill humans. And it's, it's like, holy shit. It's because she sees herself as a queer rat, not as a human. So you have this crazy shit of people trying to to deal with like their daughter because she's so fucking OP and it's right. just, it's absolutely crazy yeah they can't kill her because it would kill themselves their something. death exactly. feedback would react if they killed her yeah and it was just this it, it man it as these secrets were unraveling so was the village and the characters in the show and that's what i was trying to get at earlier and i was i was rambling i apologize yeah and uh but there's just it, there's so much to cover with the show yeah there is there it's really is it's hard to yeah, talk about yeah basically the show is it's trying to go at like the themes of like if people can't think for themselves or they don't want to think for themselves then the then the world you know, goes and the, downward. Right. And the big part of that was the, the fear of Cantus and which it's like, it's when you think about it, if you were in the situation, it's almost kind of like, you know, uh, there's this one person with one, with all the power. What do we do? You know, it's like the, it's like the Akira wave, you know, um, when Tetsuo got the Akira wave in him, you know, in the movie, it's just like, what do we do? This guy has all these powers we have to stop them. You know what I mean? And and because of the way things went down, Cantus users started becoming more and more. And it was just because of that societal breakdown and that whole war, that's how society is now. It's controlled, completely, completely controlled. And Yeah, and, and I mean, they, they would, <clears throat> well, they, they would uh, call out their population based on personality traits and, and tests that they would perform on like the kids. So like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a kid and you don't get your powers soon enough, then you're then you're gone. Or if you exhibit any kind of aggressive traits, 
and you don't work with a group, then 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 they they just like they take you away and they they rewrite they what they did is they they rewrite the other kids' memories so they wouldn't know exactly. And right, then, like you get your it first was just taste all, of all that. All in service of trying to protect themselves from another fiend, because the fiends can just kill people with their minds. Like they would just blam, you explode. Like yep. <laughs> so. The crazy thing, though, is that that is introduced so early. Like, literally, what was it? The second or third episode, whenever Saki's at her house and she overhears her parents talking, and they say something along the lines of, I don't want to lose another one. And you're like, but she's an only child. And then you're like, oh, shit. And that's pretty much where everything in this show starts hitting the fan. Actually, almost like the first part of the show where that song started playing, I was like, oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like a couple minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is going to be scary. But overall. Turn on the lights. If you're still listening and you haven't watched this show, even though we may have spoiled you, you still need to watch it because however we try to describe this, it's not going to do it justice. You just got to watch it. That's all there is to it. It's, yeah, and, it's a and magnificent show. The ending on this show, unlike... Uh, Nadesco, the ending is makes the show stronger because they finally fend off the Queerats and Squealer, and they like put him de- put him to death into like this eternal like punishment basically. Well, what they and do then, is what they do is they 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 torture him and burn him, and then they heal him as they are doing. Yeah, that. with Cantus or and yeah. stuff like that. So, so they're, he they're keeps just, he keeps having to he, feel. He's pain. like. He's like in like kind of a display. He's on display. His his like mutilated body or whatever. Yeah, because they healed him so much that his he's basically just a huge. Chunk yeah, of scar so like humans are trying to keep that as a reminder, you know, to to not let society break down again. But then Saki, you know, she said like things could have been different, and like she took pity on him and finally killed him. And then it just it's like this slow ending, and it I don't remember the exact scene because I haven't seen this in a while, but it's. It's just like really strong where they Yeah, the ending they, the ending They're not had, just purely vindictive. It's kind of it's kind of uh, hopeful at the end, but you're not you're not entirely sure yet. So well, and Satoru and, and, and Saki get married and and he kind of looks at her and he's like, Do you think this is gonna work? And she's like, Things will be different this time. You know, and it's you know, she's she was nominated to be the head of the of one of the big like things or whatever, so she I think that's what she's working towards. Yeah. So there is that that really nice light at the end of these really really overruled and dark society, and it it was just a really great ending. I think it was it was a beautiful way to end a beautifully done show. It's yeah, and and, and Nick, you're you're absolutely right. Whenever you said this is in the top list of anime that have aired since 2010, it's that's yeah, head even, that's even, head of the nail right there. All around, I would say it's in the it's in the top hundred anime of all time, if not top fifty. Well, it's rated like it's, it's rated really number ninety one on Mal. Yeah, don't fucking listen to Mal. It's rated Mal number ninety one. Mal rates Evangelion two hundred and ReZero at like fifty. <laughs> so <laughs> this is true. Fuck, Fuck ReZero. <laughs> but uh, anyways, but like, um, it's it's one thing I want to say. Another is that uh, that was a really badly stru- structured sentence. One more thing I want to say is that uh, the animation in the show is, it's not like crazy Sakuga, like One Punch Man, but <clears throat> the style and direction is very striking and 
it's like it's really gorgeous at times. Like there's the scene where Maria the cinematography is, is gorgeous. Yeah, and how they do the scenes is gorgeous, but the animation and, yeah, itself they, is kind of lackluster. Yeah, the animation itself is kind of inconsistent. But then like they have these 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 great moments. Like there's the one with Maria saying "Sayonara." I still remember that. I still have yep. like that image in my head, yep. even like a year and a half later. And it's just like. It's it's really fun to look at, and also listen to because the soundtrack, unlike Nadesco, is it's it just permeates the whole show. Yep. It's really um, it really lifts up the themes and like the and the situation and makes it makes everything, you know, more ominous and and increases that paranoia and stuff. And it's great. The uh, the ending theme in the show is also one of the best. Ending theme. I think it it might be my number one favorite ending theme of any anime I've seen. Of all uh, time. Shinsuke Kaiori. Of all time. Yeah, the ending yeah, theme it, is great. It's up there. It's number one or two or three. Like It's, it's great. fantastic. It really yeah. is. So, I mean, honestly, would recommend. I give it eight and a half out of ten. Um, the only reason it's not a ten is because, um, you know, the animation is, is whatever. Um, I, I, I don't think it's bad. It's just... Uh, it was done the same year that uh, SAO was, and I think with better animation, it could have really driven driven at home. Um, and also, it, it, there's a couple episodes at the, be- at the beginning and in the middle and in the, the end middle where they're kind of slow, and you kind of wish that they would just go on to the next thing because uh, all the stuff that's coming out, you know, you're just like, oh, you know, you're on the edge of your seat a little bit. Um, other than that, I, it's it's great. It's a great show. I I don't really have that much negative shit to say about it. You know, at all. Revisiting this actually makes me reconsider the way that I scored this one. I think I think I put a little bit too much weight in my personal thought as far as how it looks overall all the time. While the cinematography is great, the the animation does get really lackluster at times. And um, I think I think I, think I was a little CG. I think I was a little hard on that. And that's why I originally rated it. I think the animation it. looks good. I mean, was, I think it looks good. There's whenever, a couple parts well, where it looks great, too. You have to sit too. it beside SAO and think of what it could have been. But anyways, I gave it an 8 out of 10 originally. I'm probably going to adjust that to a 9 at least because it, it's... Oh, I thought you had it at a 10. Cause you no. always talk about it, so I just assumed you had it no, at a 10. <laughs> it's it's not a 10 out of a 10. It's not HeBK Euphonium. Um, okay, sure. <laughs> This is why animation is the only thing that matters in anime. <laughs> you mad? That's why One Punch Man is popular. Head animation. Okay. It's all, it's all you need. Say your words about it, Nick. We got to move on. Um, I think we, wow, we all gave the show like the same score, but our scores are like very different meanings. <laughs> I think, like basically, I think Mac should have given the show a 10 based on how much he likes it, and then some a 9, and then I'll give it an 8. I, I might even bump it up to a nine. I don't know. If I rewatch it, I might give it a nine. Um, but yeah, like Shinsukayori, it's just really good, really good atmosphere. Everybody should watch it. If you like other shows, if you want another dystopian show, I would recommend Technolize. It's it's a it's from two thousand two, I think, but it's um it's another dystopian show that's really dark. It's not. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's as good as Shinsukayori, but. They're different types of shows, and uh, another great, another well-directed show there, Madhouse. And with that being said, um, before we end, gotta 
throw this out there. Um, Anime Summit live stream of the best of 2016 will be on Wednesday, December 28th, brought to you live from Minnesota, where all four of us will be sitting down together and giving each other a hard time about what we picked. So you should definitely turn it, tune into that if there are any changes just check uh, Discord or Twitter, though you should already be following us there. Yeah. That's true, you should. But yeah, cool. um, we'd be much appreciated if you could check it out. Um, I'm going to make sure, though, that we have recordings of all of that, and it will be accessible on the YouTubes if you cannot watch it. Of course, we understand with it being the holiday season. So, stay tuned for any more details on that. There'll be other live streams throughout the week that we'll come out with or do whatever hell who knows but anyways we've gone a little long uh quick final thoughts emphasize the quick uh Yurika Beskrell Maria Beskrell Shinsuke Yori Beskrell mm-hmm. Martian successor Nabisco Oreo Beskrell mm-hmm. Nick Nick final thoughts give me a good show Quoka please <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I, I I understand that statement in the fullest. Did I shut up? I gave you so school hard. days, Mac, but Mac, at least school days is better than Boogie Pop Phantom S- by a lot. School days <laughs> is better than Boogie Pop Phantom. Yeah. By a lot. You know by- I'm just I'm just gonna say this is my final thought. Saki is actually the best girl of Shin Sakai Yori. Get on my fucking level. And on that bombshell, I'll fight you IRL, Mac. On that bombshell, now that I've made people angry, I'm Mac. With me, I have had some Nick and still Cam Fartica is nowhere to be found. And this is the Anime Summit Podcast. Dude, he died. Well, you saw him? Nah, he died. No, no. Didn't you hear? He had death by tossed salad. That's true. <laughs> he can return by tossed salad. <laughs> And on the third day, he tossed again. (laughs) 